Hello and welcome to Alaska Tracy's podcast. May you find inspiration, business, and social media tips and tools on this podcast. Thanks for joining in. Please remember to subscribe and share so those that you know can learn, grow, and be inspired as well. Thanks so much. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 31 of Alaska Tracy's podcast. I thank you so much for being here today. I get asked all the time to share my experience using vision mapping and how the system, the process of me teaching and inspiring others came to be. So I thought that is what I would do today. And I get a lot of my teachings from the book, The Secret, and it's written by Rhonda Byrne. And I'm gonna read a little excerpt from her book. There's also a documentary on The Secret, and it's, I think it's like 90 minutes long, and it's really good. I watch it every year to get inspiration and remember what my primary purpose in life is. So I opened up to page 93 on the book, The Secret, and it's Secret Summaries. And it says, expectation is a powerful, attractive force. Expect the things you want and don't expect the things you don't want. Gratitude is a powerful process for shifting your energy and bringing more of what you want into your life. Be grateful for what you already have and you will attract more good things. Giving thanks for what you want in advance turbocharges your desires and sends a more powerful signal out into the universe. Visualization is the process of creating pictures in your mind of yourself enjoying what you want. When you visualize, you generate powerful thoughts and feelings of having it now. The law of attraction then returns that reality to you just as it saw it in your mind. To use the law of attraction to your advantage, make it a habitual way of being, not just a one-time event. And lastly, at the end of every day, before you go to sleep, go back through the events of the day. Any events or moments that were not what you wanted, replay them in your mind the way that you wanted them to go powerful stuff. I really like the word turbocharge. Giving thanks for what you want in advance turbocharges your desires and sends a more powerful signal out to the universe. I love that. So I believe my vision mapping process started years ago when I had a mentor that was a business owner and I believe she listens to this podcast. If you are listening, I thank you for listening in today, Tandy. And I would like to really interview Tandy on her story of her business and how she got started. So I will put that on my notes to contact Tandy. So I had some ideas for what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with animals. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was really good in sales and marketing. However, it really wasn't my true calling um, being a sales rep for another company. 
it really wasn't my true calling. So somebody that I knew that was a supportive friend knew a fella in Seattle, Washington, a career counselor, David Goodenough. Yep, that's his name, David Goodenough. And I booked a weekend in Seattle and I went to see David Goodenough. During the first 10 minutes of meeting David, he asked me to do a couple exercise, speaking and writing exercises, and as well as reading. He quickly determined that I am in fact dyslexic, and there's all different degrees of dyslexia. And what I've learned, that was, I was 32 and I'm 51 now. What I've learned over the years is to practice I love that word practice. I replace try with practice. Not using dyslexia as a crutch. So we all have different styles, different ways that we learn. My style is very different from another person's style, right? We all have styles. I, I struggled in school, in high school. I really struggled learning and reading and I felt less than all the time and I did cheat quite a bit to get through school. I was very popular and involved in a lot of extracurricular activities which helped me sort of fit in not in my heart, but in my in my mind and my surroundings. However, I, I always felt less than, I didn't feel smart at all. And what David told me was that I am in fact very smart. However, however I learn differently and, and it's not a big deal. There's many people that have gone before me that were geniuses that were dyslexic, like Einstein. And what he told me was instead of focusing on a way to en enhance my life uh, by figuring out how to learn with my dyslexic way, in other words, you don't have to go back to school, Tracy. What you wanna do is surround yourself with people that can propel you to move forward using their strengths. So find people that have strengths that you don't have, which is true for all of us, whether you're dyslexic, whether you have a learning disorder or not, we all have different strengths. And if we can surround ourselves with people that have opposite strengths and really trust and maybe even hire them, have them on our team, we can, we can achieve all sorts of greatness. So it was very insightful. He, he told me many, many things in that two-hour session. And I came back and, and quickly started incorporating them. I went to the Small Business Development Center and I, I was given a counselor to work with me to create a business plan. Um, I bounced ideas off of five people in my life that I felt were successful in business. And their goal for me and my the business that I was looking to create was to help me when 
I wanted to divert, which I knew I would. And David told me I would. And he said, these people will be instrumental in your life when you're loaded with fear, when you want to boogie from the vision that you see, when you want to go get a job, when you want to completely bag your vision. These people will be instrumental. They will remind you of your vision. They will share their experiences and they'll help you. They will help you move forward. And I don't believe I called it those words at the time, vision and vision map. However, it has come to be my, my core in life, vision mapping, creating a plan. So that was the first successful plan that I created in my life was a business plan. And what happened was it was the creation of a business called Rub-A-Dub-Dog that is a mobile dog grooming business. It's still around in Alaska today. At the time, it was the only mobile dog business in the whole state. I had grown the business because I'm antsy and I need change all the time. So I built it up. I had three vans on the road running around at one time with employees and it's, it succeeded. I got bored with that and it was a lot of work, a lot of physical, physical work. Uh, I loved being around the dogs. However, I have a very creative soul. So uh, after six years, five, five years, six years, I went to an employee and asked her if she wanted to buy the business, which she did. So I downgraded the vans. We ended up with one van and she bought the business and I moved on to the next venture, which I got a little bit into fear and did not use a vision map. <laughs> um, really was in a lot of fear and got into the real estate business. Again, knowing I could sell and that I was very good in sales and marketing, I knew I could do well. It was in 2008 and I remember the first uh, realtor at my very first meeting, the company, the brokerage I had worked for had weekly meetings and it was my first day there and this realtor came walking up to me, seasoned realtor, and she said, good luck. This is the toughest time to get into real estate and, and I just wish you good luck. She was very snotty and snooty and I went home crying and wondered what the heck I was doing. The market was crashing. It was a tough time to be in real estate. However, when those people appear in my life, although I don't like it at the time and I get really frightened of them and I start doubting myself, when I am able to look back over time to those people, those bullies in my life, they actually feel me. <laughs> And I'm so grateful to them because something happens when I hear you can't or good luck or uh, it, this is the toughest time to do this or what are you thinking or why would you do that or why would you leave a job making $80,000 and just quit? What are you going to do as a single girl? Which I did that one time 
uh, with a with a new mortgage payment. I quit an eighty thousand dollar job with nothing lined up. However, the the steps that I had done in advance to quit that job was a lot of work around faith and belief and trusting that I would be okay. So that was another process. However, back to my story, those people really fuel me and inspire me to to pursue. And I did. I pursued in real estate and I did really well and I became a top producer in a very short time and developed systems and I I really learned a lot about lead generation, picking up the phone and, and using scripts and and talking to people and asking people questions about their lives and their businesses. And inside, I, oh, I, I just, real estate was not it for me, even though I was really good at it. I had a lot of trouble reading the contracts, which in real estate, you don't wanna be that professional that's having, like you wanna represent your clients and, and really, be able to go deep and, and know, you know, be able to research and, and know things. And, and I just felt that I almost was doing a disservice because I struggled so much to read these contracts. I hired a transaction coordinator that helped me, which that was fantastic. Um, and I didn't do well with uh, bullies, other, other people in the industry that were bullies. So social media came along. It was about 2010 through 2011. And I thought, I'm going to jump onto the Facebook. I'm going to jump on and I'm going to be the only realtor in the state of Alaska, knocking it out, out of the ballpark doing, real, doing social media. So I hired a coach. There was a group of us all around the country working with this lady. I think she was in New York City, learning tools and techniques on how to use social media and grow our our businesses. Started doing what she suggested and really loved social media and still do. I loved creating relationships online and figuring out ways to have a strategy to build relationships to eventually put money in your pocket, which it started happening in about 60 or 90 days. I started getting real estate referrals. What, what really started happening though for me in those 60 to 90 days was that I realized that I could help people and business owners succeed and grow using social media and I was on fire you can you can hear it in my voice <laughs> I so I would I'd be selling homes and talking social media and I started doing it more and more and I thought that this is it this is almost like before I had gotten into real estate I had wanted to be a business consultant and I remember going back to the small business development center and saying, having a counselor there and saying, her saying, what, what is really your passion? And telling her that I wanted to be a business consultant. And her and my husband, because I had gotten married, both said the same thing. 
you're doing so well in real estate, why don't you focus on that for a while and learn some more tools about becoming a business consultant? Because what, like, where are you going to start? And I was like, well, I didn't have an idea. I didn't have any idea. Well, I just want to be a business consultant. And they'd be like, okay, well, you've got this thriving real estate business. Why don't you just stay there right now? Keep growing that. So I did that. And as I did that, I kept growing my social media and I kept talking to business owners. And finally, I had a couple really difficult real estate transactions and they were difficult because my mindset had already shifted. I believe that we are all capable of doing any position that comes our way. I mean, granted, if it's a physical, like if I have to lift a hundred pounds a day, I'm probably not going to be able to do that, you know, run around lifting. I mean, there's certain jobs that of course we can't physically do. However, mentally, most of us could probably do whatever we set our minds to. Our minds are really powerful tools. They tell us all sorts of things and our subconscious buys into all that. So I checked out in real estate. So those last couple transactions that I had that I say were really difficult, they were really difficult because I checked out. So I had told my subconscious already that I was done, that I was stupid, that I couldn't read contracts, that I couldn't help people, that I blah, blah, blah. I had let all the negative thoughts come in and I started believing them and they took over and they ran with it. And so we had gone on a trip to Kauai and I had already found the book, The Secret a couple years before that. No, maybe it was that year. I had found the book, The Secret in Maui. And then we did another trip to Kauai and we were visiting a, a monastery to see the structural buildings. These were structures that had come from overseas and they were supposed to withstand a thousand years. So we were there to tour this monastery in this beautiful setting and really look at the structures. And what happened for me was I had one of those spiritual experiences where I knew from all the way down to my toes that I needed to leave real estate that I was no longer serving clients. I was no longer able to give them the very best. And that was doing them a disservice. Also, those that were around my office that I had in the, in the building, in the broker's building that I was at, I was doing all those other realtors that were in anywhere, any shape, area way near me, around me, I was doing them a disservice because I was putting off a bad energy, a negative energy, saying that real estate sucks. <laughs> and it was not fair to anybody. So I knew I had to leave that industry. We came back from that trip and I told my husband that I was giving it 
I don't even know. I'm, I'm pretty dramatic and drastic when I decide something. It usually happens within the next 24 hours. That's always the way I've operated. Uh, it might take me a while to get there subconsciously. However, when I'm done, I'm done. When I'm done, I know from my core that I am absolutely done. And I remember having the conversation. We were in our living room and I told him I can no longer do real estate and I am going to, I'm going to move forward with Alaska Tracy because I had already created Alaska Tracy and sort of had started dabbling in, in, in social media, working with clients for social media. And I'd put a price tag on my hourly rate and I remember having the conversation. Now, my husband had known me for years. We had been married at the time for five years, six years. But he had known me and he had watched me change businesses and succeed. And he had heard my story, my life story. And so this was no not news to him, although he went into fear. He knew how much I was making in real estate, which was six figures, and that I was just going to hang my license up and walk away. Terrified, I mean, and not much terrifies my husband. He's very grounded and, and we had conversations which were really difficult. From somewhere deep within, I remember just like putting my hands on his shoulders and looking into his eyes and saying, Bobby, please trust me. Please trust that I am going to make this work and that I am going to be okay and I'm going to succeed at this. Just trust. And he did and he has. He always has trusted. He's always watched the success happen. And it has happened. And I started in real estate using a vision board, but really it was a vision map because I've always written on it. Every once in a while I've cut and pasted a photo of something. The, the boards that I've had have always had goals and how I'm going to get to that goal. So they've always had written action steps on them. So Alaska Tracy was born and I did social media for clients throughout the state of Alaska. I had a cancer center. I had a pizza company, a hard, big hardware company in town. And my whole, my team would create all their social media, engage with their, their social media fans, uh, create their ads, send them reports and analysis, meet with the clients once a month and discuss upcoming monthly events. We had a whole system that we created to make their social media grow and ultimately their business grow. And I did that for a couple years. And again, it, it was okay. I learned a lot about social media what I loved was to go into clients' offices every month and meet with their teams and discuss strategies. 
of their upcoming month. So we're going to have all these events coming up. Okay, how are we going to promote those events? And let's look at the numbers of what you're doing. We're going to have to tweak this and we're going to have to use these keywords and we're going to have to do that. And then going back to my team and delivering the information and then my team creating the content. And I mean, it was all, it was, it was great. I learned a lot. I also learned that as time moved forward over five years of doing that, it was five years, that more and more people were becoming social media strategists, social media experts, and that I did not want to spend every single day keeping up with all the changes that were happening. Because as we know, you go to sleep at night and you wake up and Facebook's totally changed their algorithm and and then you have to change all the content and figure every, I mean, it's just, again, I felt and I asked myself, am I really serving these clients to the best of my ability? And the answer was no. And it was clear that I, I was not. And that was when the vision mapping, I started creating courses and talking to businesses about vision mapping, which is simply creating a plan to achieve results for anything personal, companies, organizations, new businesses. It's about creating a vision map through building and shaping and then realization. After realization comes maintenance and then measurability and accountability. So it's a, it's a whole system through writing put into place and it serves as a map so that when life happens, when difficulties arise, because they always do, because we're all human, that these systems are put into place on this plan to help us to get back up and to get back onto the map to achieve our desired outcome. And without each of these crucial steps, the building and the shaping, the realization, the maintenance, and then the measurability and accountability, without each of them in place, the chances of us diverting, because fear is going to happen, life's going to happen, are, are really, they're really good. And what I mean by that is I've had clients that have only got to the realization step, and then they've gone away. And so they've either gotten really busy because they're taking actions that they've developed on their vision mapping and they've gotten busy. Well, busy only, it only lasts for about three months. When the vision map is fully completed, there's a completed goal on there. So the vision map can serve for the long haul. And I like to take people through it for at least 12 months. So I know this to be true through working with others as well as my own experience. See, I've done vision mapping for years and I've gotten to even just the building and shaping part and then I've gotten busy. Business starts coming in and I get busy and I think I'm all that. And then three months later, I'm gardening and I have no business or very little business 
because I did not go through the realization, the maintenance, the accountability and the measurability, which they're all crucial steps to keep us moving forward. So that's it in a nutshell. Um, I have vision maps currently all over my office. I'm looking at one to the right of me and it's for my new automated online program that's in the creation stage. And it has the whole outline of the program complete with dates. And I'm already behind on my dates. I'm gonna be honest with you there. And I know that by looking at my, my map. So it is complete with action steps. It also has what team members are going to do or help me with each action step. Uh, I have a vision map for the whole business and that is sitting to the right of me as well. And that is complete with income on the, the top of it. Speaking engagements, workshops, online classes, my journal, which is actually going to print. I'm hoping this week my team's been working on a real journal that people will be able to purchase. It's been really exciting. It's been about a six month process and the team is almost done with it and it's beautiful. I cannot wait to offer my vision journal to you. Uh, vision retreats and what else? Consulting, one-on-one -on -one consulting. So that's all outlined, how many for the year, the cost. Um, and because it's sitting here in writing, I have a team that knows of the plan and has started steps for each of these endeavors. The team keeps me accountable. So the measurability is in my numbers, my income numbers, as well as my social media numbers. Is my fan base increasing? And are they the people that I'm looking that are, are right, are the right fit, are going to buy into my courses, are going to hire me to speak? Is it, you know, so that that's the measurability, the accountability is, is the team and the people closest to me. So another quick story before I end this podcast, we're going a little long today. I have a women's retreat, exclusive women's retreat in Soldovia, Alaska in June. It's June 8th through the 10th. And it's in this magical spot. It is just amazing. It's going to be a small, intimate group. The goal is to complete vision, your vision map, as well as learn different tools and techniques to meditate. All the foods provided, it's delicious food. I was there for a yoga retreat last year and there's kayaking as well, weather permitted. Magical space. When I got off the boat in Soldovia at this yoga retreat, I knew from the second I got off the boat that it would be an amazing space to bring a group of women to do a vision mapping retreat. I knew that last summer. So I started putting things out there to the universe, writing down the plan, the vision, the, the goals, all that, and working with the team. So I have been skimping on some of the action steps. So that's where 
this vision mapping shows you that it is not all woo-woo. <laughs> Meaning you throw things out to the universe and then you sit around waiting for the universe to bring it back to you. Wrong. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into a vision map. So I let fear crop up because I was not taking the action steps to achieve the desired result for the retreat. And I started convincing myself that the retreat was not a good idea. So then I start to try to convince the, those closest to me, my husband, my assistant, um, that the retreat is not a go. And these are the reasons why. And I start throwing out these objections. Whether people have given me those objections or not is irrelevant. I started making them up in my head and believing them. So the last person I let know that I was going to call off the vision retreat in Magical Soldovia was a fella that came to me not by coincidence, I don't believe in coincidences, in December. And he helps me with some copywriting. And I went to him and told him all these objections. And he's awesome. <laughs> he replied back with objections to my objections. The only one I saw was, how is your lead generation going? Meaning, I know what that means. How is talking to people every day about your vision retreat in Soldovia going? How is finding your perfect audience, that those women that want to go to this retreat, how is that going for you? And I saw his email and I got nervous and I got just weirded out. So I went and took a shower and I meditate sometimes in the shower. I know that's really too much information and it's the truth. I get a lot of, I get a lot when I meditate. So I, I actually upped my meditation, not in the shower, but outside of the shower every day in the morning to 10 to 12 minutes. And I'd up my walking in nature and being still and trying to listen to that inner voice within. And I heard it clearly that morning that I was riddled in fear again. And that was why I wanted to bail from the retreat. And if in fact I bailed, which would be fine, I get to choose, I get choices today. I, I played the tape, how would I feel if I did bail? And the feeling immediately that came to me was shame, guilt, remorse, letting myself down. I immediately emailed that copywriter back, my virtual assistant, and told them, I've been in fear, I haven't been lead generating, I haven't been doing this, I, I, I want to do this. I want to move forward. And guess what? They're on board. They've been on board. They're backing me. They are, they've got my back. That's what I meant by that. They've got my back. Within 24 hours, a few changes that I did on social media and reaching out to, to other women, a few of those changes and a massive change in my head 
which allowed my subconscious to quit believing in those objections has created five, well, at the, within, within a couple hours, it created three people that are interested. And over the last couple days, five interested ladies. Now my head can, can go there again and it can say, well, they haven't paid, they haven't signed up. What if blah, 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 right? My head can do that. Or, or I can remember that beautiful, magical feeling that I felt when I got off the boat there. And how can I convey that to other women? How can I convey that any obstacle that they have in their life, in their business, they can bring it to this retreat. They can create a vision map. They can break through that fear, break through that obstacle and get results. So I've started doing that. I've started feeling it, living it, breathing it, talking it, being passionate about the retreat, passionate about helping 13 to 15 women's lives change. And it's shifted everything. The power of our minds, the power of visualization, the power of creating action steps is amazing. Letting go of the end result, trusting that God, the universe, Buddha, whatever you believe in, is going to respond in ways beyond your wildest dreams is what I am on this earth right now to help people, to help people achieve help be a guide. So I would love to guide you, to guide your organization, to achieve results beyond your wildest dreams. I almost said expectations and I caught myself. Expectations are totally different. <laughs> Putting an expectation on something will not achieve a dream or a desire. Taking action steps, trusting, shifting your mindset, doing visualization exercises, you will, you will achieve something beyond your wildest dreams. So I thank you for being here today, my unscripted episode. Stay tuned for more goodness. We have a couple really good interviews coming up with, with, business owners that have created businesses and we're going to hear how they had a vision and what steps they took and how they define success. So those are going to be over the next couple episodes and I'm, I'm excited to go interview them this week moving forward. So please remember to subscribe, to comment if this has been helpful and to share it with others. My goal is to be a guide to serve others, to achieve goodness in their lives. Thank you for joining in.
Talk to you on the next episode.